Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the GrogPod Roguelike Podcast, where each episode we focus on a roguelike game, baby-sized or fully armed, uh, and then we try to rank it uh, as best we can against all the other games that we've played uh, thus far. I am your host of this podcast, a plushy, squishy, cute, pink, amphibian stuffed animal, Scott Berger. And with me in the Pondcast here are my co-host animal friends. The podcast, that's great. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that makes me a uh, a stinky diaper for one of these goddamn axolotl babies. Um, Will, that's me. I'm, I'm... Damn it! I was gonna be a stinky baby diaper. Well, while you I'll think be, of one, oh, I'll, go be, ahead. I'll be a I'll be a spoon that a tiny baby dumb axolotl eats. <laughs> Chomp. And I, lastly, am Andrew Harshman, also known as AK Andrew K. Hey K Harshman. There we go. Hey K, hey K Arshman, is that the per- yeah? There we go. That'll Ack. work. That'll work. Ack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we're talking about uh, exactly what George Orwell had in mind when writing the uh, the book Animal Farm. It's Axolotl, released very freshly, uh, September fourteenth, twenty twenty three, a whopping fifty three days ago from when we're recording. Uh, I gotta go check, go back and check the records to see if uh, Darkest Dungeon two was the other game that we viewed fresh out of the canon uh yeah i mean and i don't know I'm if thinking. we reviewed any other ones but that one we reviewed like pretty much straight off that one was super fresh uh axolotl uh you can go out and find basically everywhere uh pc playstation xbox switch you name it you can you can find it there uh this was developed by two awesome studio who i think have developed they've developed a, a whole swath of games i think in in varying degrees of uh depth uh i guess uh but this is this is a crew of spanish game devs that uh i believe are uh, used to work at the european space agency as engineers before they started to move into game dev so colin there is hope don't don't worry about it uh, uh, mm. <laughs> uh they've developed other games uh 2017 dimension drive 2021 aeon drive uh 2023 with axolotl and coming soon they have a metroidvania game coming out uh, this game was published by Playstack, who you may remember from the game Mortal Shell. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, Let's yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the Last Faith, Entropy Center, and The Case of the Golden Idol, which has been getting some good reviews. Last uh, Faith. Axolotl rolls in on our data set at the 825th most popular roguelike game with 393 total reviews. Colin. What's that one sentence description of this game that you're going to give to your little frog babies to inspire them to take up arms? Uh, have you played Enter the Gungeon? Well, here's a game that's not quite as good as that, but kind Got of it. like it. Got him. Uh, yeah, maybe. And so... I would summarize it as another universally beloved pick by Andrew Harshman. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the trigger warning uh, zone here of it's okay to like a game. It's totally okay. And all devs go to heaven. And this is any t- anytime that we have to preface it with that, you know, there's a there's a basketball that is flying down the hallway, getting ready to be dunked in. Um, I, I well, yeah, I think the as we did our ratings before hitting that record button, this game did not jive well with me. But I had some questions here to kick us off with because the last game that we talked about like this, these twin stick rogue games. I know have not been really Will or Collins jam that much. Now, I remember when we talked about our Enter the Gungeon episode, we were pretty split on it where there was an element of like, yeah, you know, I don't want to spend all this time to like get good per se and like reflex timings and all that. And I get that. That, that makes total sense. So I want to field it out to the group here. Is it fair to compare Axolotl to Gungeon or our Binding of Isaac rankings? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Why is that? It's the same underlying core mechanic. What makes a game, though, is not just one mechanic. The mechanic I'm talking about is this twin stick shooter with uh, the dodge functionality, picking up different weapons and and, and synergizing, that kind of thing. What glues a lot of games together are distinct narratives. Um, What glues a lot of games together are... um, Well, actually, in this sort of style of game, honestly, that's it. And we've seen this before with uh, what was the other one we did that was um, you have like fun mechanics, fun like like gun mechanics. Like Streets of Rogue is another example of this. Like there's an interesting narrative around like what are you doing? Like why are why what is the twin stick thing? What is the mission? Like all that stuff is like matters a lot for like incentive to play. 
And with Binding of Isaac, you have a really compelling narrative. Like it's extreme, it's interesting. It's a mystery you're solving. You could say the same for Enter the Gungeon, although I, it didn't quite hit that same spot for me because um, the, the narrative wasn't quite as compelling. It's like, what, slay some big dragon thing or something like that? <laughs> it's a dragon I mean, gun. I think a little bit more it has the word gun in it. <laughs> right, exactly. But this one, fucking axolotls. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And like fucking childcare? Childcare. That's the main theme. No, 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 not childcare. Baby frog. It's very right. different. So not super compelling that's the that's the glue that's supposed to get all the twin stick shooter action like you know who hyped up for it and you can even look at like uh what was that other one a cult of the lamb the same principle a twin stick shooter but like the narrative there was so much more compelling and that's like that's really why the narrative in these things is such a big deal in my point from my point of view sure that's the driving uh motivation keep you at it um whereas uh ak axolotl axolotl it uh relies over relies the core like gunplay which is admittedly good and the the cutesy aesthetic which is admittedly good but um is not as enticing to encourage replay certainly a good solid narrative so i think yeah when when andrew had suggested for us to to play this game a totally fair thing there's there's no judgment here on the podcast about judge judge what, judge what, what people pick to play but i was i was a little i was a little hesitant to break it open but i thought you know what i'm not i'm gonna put those hesitations aside there's plenty of games that are mixed reviews on steam that you know turn out to be good for other reasons you know maybe it got review bombed or something like that um and I will say that this game does, yeah, we, it's aesthetic. It does very well. Uh, it controls well. It feels good to play. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think there's maybe one major cardinal sin here. Uh, and we, I, I don't remember if we talked about this in our what is big, what is a roguelike uh, fight club episode, but a principal tenant for these types of games, I feel like has to be variety. Indeed. Yeah. Meaningful gameplay impacting randomization. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, how much variety did everyone encounter in their playing of this game? Indeed. Uh, yeah, that is uh, a definite, a definite issue, which before we totally, you know, dunk on this game, uh, as you Oosh. said, trolls are great. Animations are great. Uh, with the exception of the main menu theme, which isn't totally my cup of tea. Uh, the music rips. Like I'd be listening to podcasts and I would like pause the podcast to listen to the like cyber future Japan level music. Music was um, good. And the gunplay, objectively good. But in terms of variety, uh, indeed, as you say, uh, there is not a ton to be had. It gets better as you unlock more stuff. And I did I did beat the game. I didn't beat it multiple times, but I, I, I finished it. And I think I might have left it AFK for a bit. So, but I, I played like, I think about 10 comparisons I did to not. Dungeon. Uh, well, so like just in the variety of like the gun drops, right? Like the game starts and in your first run you encounter, you know, of course your basic uh, gun and that your AK and then what, maybe like two or three additional guns, which what was, what was y'all's experience with like encountering the secondary weapons? They're all pretty boring. Yeah. yeah one <laughs> it, of them is basically just the regular gun again. But, but has like ammo. maybe slightly that's, faster. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. which I think that that was that was my kind of uh, takeaway too. Was like okay, so so indeed, and like the 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 different like power ups that you get are not they're oh man the the, the base power ups are like so underwhelming, and I think there's what three of them that are basically are practically the same. One yeah, it's like, like trail fire trail, trail acid like, exactly. It's like <laughs> which, what I. Yeah, I'm sure mechanically there is a difference, but there was very little perceivables between those. So I was excited to to boot this game up for the first time because I thought like, oh, like the art direction here looks looks pretty rad. I I like the idea of uh, cute animals with firearms. Like, yeah, that seems funny. Let's let's give this a shot. Um, but there was something like very kind of like not unsettling, but like weird at like the um at like the opening cutscene where it's like axolotls are known for like oh it's so like and it starts with uh what was it david like a david david attenborough yeah. <laughs> over, right. over voice which i thought was kind of funny but uh axolotls are well known for their regenerative capabilities and for wielding ak-47 um but there was like a weird thing about like 
uh, your, your babies get stolen, but that doesn't matter because you have to eat food or something. I was kind of kind of lost about that, but it's like uh, a joke. Yeah, like, uh, ha, 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 babies don't matter, but eating my food that's unforgivable. <laughs> and that's what the that's what inspires your player character to take up arms against, I guess, the rest of the animal kingdom question mark. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, you know, right? A, a crab. Yeah, what's the what's the end boss sort of thing here? Spoil oh, it. I mean, that's fine. Spoil indeed. So I, I rewatched the intro, and this is sort of hinted at. Um, it uh, is in fact the final boss is um, some play on some combination of uh, Axolotl and Cthulhu. Mm. But also, it is it is revealed. I think we'd get to this complaint so early. Spoilers, <laughs> folks, um, or this specific complaint. I know there would be a lot of complaints. Um, which was uh, the uh, at first, I was under the impression, oh, the ultimate villain is the 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 guy who's fishing at the pond at the end of the level. Um, mm. Does anyone know what animal that is? I'm not totally. Maybe it's a salamander. That would kind of make sense. Mm. Uh, but so he's the second to last boss. Or they oh. are the second to last boss. And they are like mad at you as soon as you enter the arena. And they start like talking and there's some dialogue. And then they reference the fact that their fishing bucket is ruined. And it's full of holes. And now I'm going to pump you full of holes. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what are you talking about, Salamander? You steal his fish? I, I had no idea that you could steal his fish. Oh, I definitely that stole point. it. <laughs> Which I think is it speaks to a greater issue about the game. I, I don't know. Did it? How, did all of you figure it out? Figure out to shoot the, the the bucket in order to get fish? Uh, yeah, said, that was something better that not totally shoot my bucket. Me. And then I shot the bucket. Oh, does he say that? I mean, he's like, you better not touch my bucket. Oh, I see. It's one of those you're after me prawns sort of situation. Yeah, exactly. He like so, I would never have thought of it except for there was like an explicit dialogue about like, don't touch it. <laughs> interesting well i I missed that and uh as a result uh the introduction to that so i thought like oh maybe he's like the ultimate in uh salamander individual um anyway uh yeah so you fight uh like cthulhu at the end uh all this all this as well and in the intro video there are like as all the axolotls are like sleeping there's like tentacles sort of show up around the screen so i guess Mm. uh yeah that's it you know so there is kind of kind of a hint of like Ooh, there's some like mysterious boss force involved to some degree. That, uh, yes, but there ultimately wasn't a whole lot to it. There was kind of the suggestion of that. I also thought that maybe there was some greater conspiracy uh, having to do with the fisherman, fisher person, salamander in the pond Mm -hmm. section. Uh, But because part of the dialogue is like, oh, you just had to come in here and like mess everything up or or something. And uh, (laughs) upon doing some more research on axolotl, the actual animal, I thought maybe perhaps there was some kind of because they're sort of unique creatures in terms of like how they develop and an atypical creature in terms of their um, development, even even by like amphibian standards. So I I thought perhaps maybe there's something going on there where like they're such a unique creature. All the other animals are in this like this cabal. Anyway, overthinking it, obviously. Uh, Yeah, I think there's there's multiple aspects to this game that much like. Uh, Cult of the Lamb. It it. I feel like this game's trying to do too much and doesn't do any particular element very well. <laughs> uh, okay, in that there's there's like the shooty McShoot part, and then there's the baby management simulator where the shooty McShoot part, like you know, it feels it feels okay to like run around and like dodge roll stuff and shoot things, but there's like and especially coming from a, a game like Gungeon where it's like there's just it's just overflowing with variety. And there's just so much, like, it's almost overwhelming how much stuff there is. Uh, to come to this game where it's like, well, okay, like, yeah, I've gone through, like, I went through three runs and I was like, okay, like, every run is kind of the same from, like, the bullet part. Let's go and, like, look at the cute little baby thing. So, like, as you're as you're going through this run, you know, it's, a, it's an arena shooter. You come into a, a big square room with obstacles to hide around. And there's raccoons with guns and, uh, you know, little cute baby forest animals with knives and things. You know, as you would expect out in the forest for real. Uh, and as you dispatch them, uh, you are presented with multiple, multiple options. So, you know, what, what door do you want to go through uh, to get some kind of reward of some sort? And that can be like, go and get a different gun, maybe like a shop room, uh, go and like get some health upgrade or some other thing. 
Um, <laughs> like I'm struggling here with the with the different options because it, so, it felt like that was kind of it. Uh, and even then I was like, all right, well, let's see what what all the guns we didn't have. And I think I saw through like all of the um, the six weapons you have to play at the start of the game before unlocking anything. I was like, all right, well, there's clearly a way for you to unlock more stuff to have it fall in here. But I don't know what that, like, where's the vendor to, like, unlock this stuff? It seems like the vendors that you go around to, like, unlock your your passive spells and, like, your your other up kinds of upgrades show up over time. Like, it's not yeah. a thing they're like, oh, they just drop it immediately. Um, compared to Gungeon, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Gungeon had, like, multiple of those vendors at the onset and like more of them showed up as you played for sure, but you had options of like, oh, I have this meta currency. Let's go, let's go on a spending spree and get stuff. Um, but in like three runs and like almost an hour of playing this game, like I didn't have a the ability to like purchase stuff and b like barely enough currency to like buy one thing. Was yeah. this everyone else's experience? There's a lot of stuff that got unlocked as like you could buy these things, and it was like cool. I haven't earned enough money yet to do any of it. Like I don't know. Like I want to buy a thing it's like well no can't is that just because we were bad yeah probably (laughs) i I don't know what actually triggers them showing up but uh my recollection is that fairly quickly and and gungeon has a a similar process initially you just have the shopkeep Mm -hmm. but the shopkeep has a fair amount of um and then you unlock the the person you find you 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 do have to do jump through some dips to to get additional and additional vendors to, to show up it doesn't matter anyway um yeah, so there's like there's a vendor who sells you guns that can potentially spawn in your runs. Although, <laughs> still waiting, still waiting for quite a few of those guns to show up. Uh, they've not appeared in any of my runs, and perhaps that has to do with the axolotl that I chose and like which weapon specialty. Anyway, uh, and then what you get a you know, there's a dog uh, who will sell you additional passives that have the potential to show up. During your runs, you can uh, grind your you can grind your babies into power ups. Uh, indeed, sell yeah. their tears or something. So so yeah, there are, there are unlocks to be had. They they do show up, but uh, boy, they're like just not impactful enough <laughs> um, at all. And it wasn't until like my 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 uh, one of my final runs where I beat the game. Um, I guess it was the last couple of runs leading up to the game that I beat, like where I was you know, eight hours in, finally finding some interesting synergy or synergies, pardon me, interesting combos, which is something that should be happening almost immediately, like in, in these mm-hmm. sorts of games, with these, these types of these types of games. That combination, of course, being the time bullets, which get bigger the longer that they're in flying through the air or something. Anyway, it's like a little sand hourglass mm-hmm. um, and the rocket launcher, uh, which will basically just nuke the entire screen practically. Uh, very useful. Um, but probably overboard. Um, yeah. Uh, th- there's also, a, there's a vendor who will sell you, um, I don't know if they sell you anything, actually. There's like, it's like the baboon <laughs> um, mafia or something. The, bafo- the baboon like organized crime people in the bottom left-hand corner, and they will like show you information on the different character, the different enemies and the different weapons. And there's like a unique piece of artwork for each enemy. And it's like, well, why, why'd you bother making a piece of art for it? Not that it, but maybe you can give them money. I don't know. Um, yeah. So the Colin, the crow that, uh, that, uh, you can buy permanent upgrades. Is that who you were referring to earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did, again, this could be something that I just clearly missed because I did not know to shoot the bucket. And I also did not know how to get the heart currency. Uh, you had to like bring the little babies over to the fountain, and it sucks away their happiness. And how did you know that? He told you in the first. Yeah, he, he told oh, you like, no. right when you unlock them. <laughs> I that, completely like... missed it. I'm like, well, this crow's not to be trusted. I won't. I never did him. it. But interesting. All right. Well, that's on me. My I was. Bad. I was worried. Well, I was as a result, worried. I had a ton of fully grown axolotls, and I had not siphoned off any of their heart energy, so I didn't have any hearts. I didn't have any hearts to spend on the permanent meta progression. I was worried to do that because I thought it would be the interesting game mechanic of like, oh, I have to decide whether or not to sacrifice my babies indeed to get these permanent upgrades. But it seems as though, correct me if I'm wrong, that you just bring them down to the crow and then like they just siphon their happiness away for the permanent upgrades, but you still keep the babies. I think so. So there's no real reason to like 
there does not, not do appear that. to be a downside. Right? I, I also agree that like thematically, aside from like kind of a hint in the intro video, thematically, it seems like the objectively wrong thing to do. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> especially with all the, oh, the cutesy little kawaii mini games, uh, you know, that you have going on. It seems yeah. uh, it seems like, oh, well, why would I want to siphon away their happy? Well, Isn't you clearly don't care about them in the beginning because you're more concerned right. about your food being stolen than your babies being eaten. So indeed, I, I joke, but more. Um, well, yeah, you, 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 you sort of phrase that, uh, uh, Scott, as like sort of a question. And uh, the answer is uh, you absolutely want to siphon off their energy because, like, frankly, I don't think you should even bother, like, raising them to full maturity. Like, they're not. I just used the stock axolotl for like most of the game and perhaps I messed up the the system of like feeding them the right food but like I tried multiple other axolotls and they uh, were not to my liking at all. So once again another system that seemingly fails to offer much for Yeah can we talk about that a little bit more because please so I, I'm coming into this game I'm not hugely into twin stick shooters and uh, I have a steam controller so I can barely play them anyway. <laughs> Uh, which I'll get that, that that leads to a different other complaint, un completely unrelated. You know, people pay big money for those. Saying I is I is that true? Yeah, you could probably sell it for Boku bucks and get like a like an Xbox controller. I would or... absolutely do that. I'd buy like a real controller. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this Axolotl mini game, the little baby game. So so I, I'm already like I'm coming to this game like I'm not I'm not probably gonna like the uh. The, active combat part of it a lot uh but i i can uh, still objectively judge the rest of it is like oh is this a well a well done game like looking at something like enter the gungeon like this is a very well made game it's not for me but it's a good game this game i'm coming into it i'm like okay so let's see are the surrounding mini systems enjoyable do they provide value the raise the little axolotl mini game is abysmal <laughs> Horrendous. Yes. It's so bad. I hate AK it. abysmal. Okay. I, I I was like, um, Will and I were playing Rocket League, and uh, he was considering not playing anymore, but he hadn't interacted with that system yet. And I was like, No, no, you have to go play it. It's so bad. I'm excited for you to play it and see how bad it is. I have, I can't think of a a, a mini game system that I have disliked more in like any video game. Uh, interesting. Talk talk more about that. What what so did you, you like, find so abysmal about? Yeah, there are like three different actions. You're compelled to do them in order to like meta progress, and it's basically like pick up this little baby. It's shitting Ooh. rainbows. Ooh. Put a diaper on it. Okay, cool, fine, whatever. Uh, oh, pick up a baby. Uh, it's got you got to. It has to eat. Feed it the spoon. It bites the spoon. Ha ha, funny. And then there's like what two more. And those are the, that's the entirety of it. It's right, so there's the other, yeah, right. You, you spray them off and there's one other one. I can't remember. Sure, sure. But this, this these all like increase the happiness level of the baby axolotls, which you are collecting throughout your runs. Right, which I don't intrinsically care about. Um, I don't particularly like the art style of it. It feels very like infantile in all ways, both in the, the style of the art and in the object of what you're doing with it. Um, it has no variety. It is an actual chore and it feels like some, like I'm not the kind of person that can ignore those meta progression things. Like I feel compelled to do it every run, especially because the little bird that's underneath it is like better do this every time or they'll lose happiness. So I'm like, okay, I have every time I lose a run when I'm feeling annoyed that I lost the run. Now I have to go through this annoying task. So it's like punishment on your punishment. Um, it, it you don't find the, it rewarding. It's not like the yeah. Stardew Valley, go, getting out there with the watering can and making yeah. sure all your plants are. are and I think it's like objectively bad game design, though, because yeah, absolutely, you should be. You know, uh, the 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 way these kinds of games work is you you finish a run, you'd be like, ah, man, I was so close, I just want to do it again. And you get right back into it. It's like, well, no, 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 you can't Oof. get right back into it. You have to go do your chores first. That's a that's a great point. It really does spoil. Not that not that there was much of that. What is there an official term for this in roguelike design? The one more run uh, effect. Like not that it, this game has a huge score in that to begin with, but like on top of it, yeah, you got to go do your your uh, <clears throat> your axolotl care. Yeah. yeah so that there were there were when I was playing this game, there were two games that I was kind of playing off and on beforehand. Uh, that 
Like this game like actively pushed me away from playing this and towards those because they do very similar things much better. And that is uh, Voidigo and Tiny Road. And Voidigo is like this like weird, like completely like brain melting animated uh, twin stick roguelike that uh, looks like it was animated from like a half Ren and Stimpy and half Ah Real Monsters episode that is just like completely overwhelming and insane. But like it has only two guns that you switch between much like this game, but it has like such a different variety and like different way of doing stuff that I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is such a breath of fresh air. And that has that one more run quality to it. And Tiny Rogues, like a totally different aesthetic, very NES styled. It's like NES Dark Souls meets Enter the Gungeon. It is, it's like a very like Spartan square room with enemies and each encounter takes like five seconds or something. It's crazy. But like, that also has a, a much more like one more oh like oh i died but i i gotta do it again because now i know how this other system operates like this game it felt very much of like where's the beef like there's got to be something here right uh and it, it felt it felt bad to compare this game against gungeon because enter the gungeon binding wise have been out for a lot longer they've had that much longer degree of pedigree to build up over time so it's like okay we'll compare axolotl to <laughs> to voidigo let's say a game that also came out this year and came out maybe i think like a few months before this one did but i'll get into the dev cycle in a second but voidigo has a a weapon in it called an axolotl axe mm. that is already a better pun <laughs> and like that's that's the extent of that joke right uh where it's just like an uh, uh axolotl that throws axes and that's it um this game to come back to the dev cycle bit a bit came out in let's see there was like a really successful kickstarter for this game back in like i think 2021 or so i was very surprised to learn yeah that got like like 10x what it was asking for because they were asking for um 15k and they got 132,000 euros. okay and the stuff on this was like daily runs boss rushes hacks uh new game plus mode alternate biomes alternate bosses i'm like Great. These all sound like things that would fit well in a game. Are, are they in here? Uh, and then, or yeah, so so the Kickstarter was uh, 2022, actually. Uh, there was a closed beta in Q3 of 2022. And then this was the full release. This was the 1.0 of the game was this year. They, and I'm like... Is there more? Is there a roadmap? Okay, There's so, a roadmap. Yeah, okay. like roadmap notwithstanding, I'm like, well, what the hell did they spend all this money on, right? Sure. There's I mean, 130,000 is like not... not that much money. Well, yeah, okay, like granted, Ro- yeah. but where's the game? Like they 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 got like there's all this uh like collector's edition stuff of like a releasing the game multi-platform. Kudos, congrats, that's a that's a big deal, but like I would you would have to put a gun to my head to buy a physical version of this game. Uh, to buy an art book, a keychain, postcard set, sticker sheet, a pin, like, come on, like, a pin. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. But like, you have to wear the ribbon, Scott. You have to wear the ribbon. (laughs) I don't want to wear the axolotl pin. Um, It felt (laughs) like there was, there was a lot of stuff about this game that was like a neat idea that just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. We'll make it cute or something. And then, like release it as a 1.0 and then we'll move on to the next game and like the reason why i'm coming down on this game so hard is because i thought oh well you know if this was like a nine dollar indie game from like you know just the two devs uh that was released in early access i'd be like yeah fine like this game has got like some growing to do it's a baby axolotl right now it's got to grow into a full one right i think um, the axolotl is their explicit term for them <laughs> but i think this is been an established pattern from this dev studio where like looking at the steam reviews for some of their other games it's like the same kind of deal where like neat idea game releases and it's not really a whole lot of content maybe they'll add more stuff but that was like years ago so i'm not getting high hopes for this game Uh unfortunately uh because i think that like yeah the the aesthetic i don't know is like it's cute maybe it doesn't have like that that much leg to stand on but like uh there's just like there's it, it frustrated and like made me angry the more that I researched this game of like, oh, so there's not more stuff coming. Okay. Uh, and this game is more expensive than like Binding of Isaac and Entered the Gungeon. So it's like, well, what what are we doing here? Like, 
granted like 18 bucks is not a lot of money in the grand scheme of the universe but like enter the gungeon is like three dollars cheaper for like 500 times as much content so from an economic decision like what's like what's the incentive of people to to like pick up this game versus something that's like half price with like twice as much. Great good, question. Great question. How much that's... did Voidigo cost? Voidigo costs uh like two dollars cheaper this game. Okay. Voidigo. Good name. Good name. Easy to say. Easy easy to parody uh during your, your intro at the beginning of a podcast. Um uh easier. Uh yeah well so there there is a roadmap. Uh it certainly does not cover even close to all of the things that you just mentioned in the stretch goals Kickstarter campaign. My oh my, well that is uh, indeed disappointing to hear about. A, a glimpse of what could have been perhaps. Well, I found a, I found a roadmap that has pretty much all that stuff in there. It's, oh really? Oh yeah. okay, maybe not. S- supposedly Honestly. posted a month ago, maybe. <laughs> I, I I glanced at the roadmap and I I what I remember from the roadmap is uh, a new biome, daily runs, new items, new enemies, new rooms. But like, uh, isn't am, am, like, am I bosses. getting the wrong impression? That, oh, okay, like, all right. Well, I mean, we'll I'll see. believe it when I. It, it, it's like a Star yeah. Citizen. I'll believe it when it's there. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, Maybe. I will not. I will not believe it until a second until I can literally play it. It, it does not exist, and I don't care how many times you tell me it does. So, it's a, is would this be like the Star Citizen of twin stick rogue roguelite games? Is that does that seem like an apt? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not it's got to raise like uh a what a thousand times more money. Indeed. Well, I, more than that. I, I too share your uh, aggravation, Scott, with the description. Uh, it seems uh, unfortunate. And initially, my observation about this game was like, oh, there's just not, there just doesn't seem like enough content. But then as I thought more about it and played more of it and got a little more critical with my opinion, it's like, oh, also, it's a quality problem. It's a quantity and a quality problem. Good grief. And the fact that both quality and quantity were not addressed in a beta? You said there was a beta? What yeah, the there heck? was supposedly a closed beta for this game, which what in the world, like, God help you if you were like one of the beta testers of like, boy, I can't wait for them to add more stuff. Like, oh, God, like, I can't imagine how much less stuff there was for the closed beta. But yeah. like, again, like if this was a game that was like, hey, right, you know, this is early releasing... access. Yeah, in early access, like I would totally buy that. I would be like, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, But it just it doesn't feel like it compares because like when like especially and you see this all the time with like indie games that are being released by like the dump truck load on steam every day is like there has to be like some something to like drive me to want to play this game and yeah like the graphics are there sure yeah like it's i think the like the graphical fidelity of this game is very good like it it looks for what they're going for it's not everyone's jam but what they're going for here i think works very well for what they attempted to do and like the gameplay, like it feels like competently programmed, uh, but like, what am I supposed to do? Like, that's where I feel like it, it falls flat on its face and like drags across the asphalt. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Well, um, uh, that's uh, that sounds about right to, to me. I do declare. Uh, there's. <sighs> so when I first started playing the game, I was thinking about the gun. I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about Hades, and mm. when and my first run, I saw that there were three doors. I thought, "Ooh, interesting." The lads, the rogue, ga- the rogues gallery was was very excited. Uh, they v- very much enjoyed. They 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 put you know really held up this uh, one of the core parts of Hades is that this this idea of choice and that at the end of rooms you get to make a pick, you get to you get to make some kind of decision and work towards a build. And at first, I thought, "Oh, this game." Axolotl's doing the same thing. Like, I'm going to make three meaningful decisions. <laughs> and unfortunately, I realized very quickly that that choice of room and, you know, each each level, each biome is made up of, like, I forget how many rooms exactly, like 10 or something. And at the end of each room, you are you are presented with some doorways and you go through and you get a different reward in the next room. And um, yeah, very quickly, I realized, oh no, th- these are not, these are not significant decisions. Oftentimes, uh, there will be only one door or there will be two doors. And then when there are three doors, especially midway through the run, there's not much of a to be made. Like most of the decisions are in like a subcategory of like, will this help my meta progression or will this help my current run? And so like when I was doing my like 
my runs to actually beat the game. I was so aggravated when I would get door picks that were all just meta stuff. It's like, well, I don't care about the meta stuff right now. I'm trying to maximize my current run and get to the next thing. I don't care about adopting a new axolotl, which has that annoying you know system that we've talked about. You know, I don't care about uh, getting more soup recipe items like I'm looking for. I'm looking for the currents. I'm looking for the the, the special uh, you know uh, challenge rooms. I'm looking for weapons. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And um, yeah, that's just like really, really unfortunate about, you know, what you always talk about, Will, with um, the key, the incredibly important thing of, of choice and how this game also falls flat in there. I have that's one weird, petty complaint. Um, so while trying to play this on my Steam controller uh, <laughs> and like, OK, this is annoying. Um, fine. I'll just so- try and play it with mouse and keyboard. Switch to mouse and keyboard. I'm like. Well, what's the key bindings for the mouse and keyboard? Who can say there's no way to find out? What? There's no way to figure out what the key bindings are. Wait, what do you mean? There's no main menu to look at the controller? Nope. What? Yeah. I experienced that as well. It's because mind, I... mind-boggling. You, I was looking to see... Well, first I tried to see on the, the controller, like, like eh, I don't know. I might, like, switch around what my key bindings are. Like, I kind of want to click B instead of the button or whatever. It's like, eh, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's there. And then, it's like, yeah, there's no there's no thing that tells you what the key bindings are. I, I could not figure out what the, like, re-heal thing was for a while. I had to just click every button until I found it. Uh, indeed, I, I went to remap the controls because I'm like, well, that's a terrible button for switching weapons. Like, I don't want to scroll up. I, I realize, you know, some people are accustomed to that. It's, that's in a lot of FPS games, but it doesn't work for me. Wait, um, didn't you use a controller? You were, weren't you the one advocating for a controller? I was advocating for a controller, uh, partially because of this. Also, primarily because I think it, it feels pretty good. It's nice and responsive on a controller. But crucially, uh, there's more degrees... Yes, this is it. Your dodge with, yeah. This is this is a a core a problem. This is a big problem for me. I'm playing the game. I'm getting the controller out. I'm like, all right. And when the it like the snap to the um the the different like diagonal straight up and down the cardinal directions and the diagonals the snap to that was so incredibly strong that if 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 an enemy was not directly on one of those lines. You just couldn't hit them like you in order to get like that little bit of like adjust to get to that. Like you just couldn't do it. And so mouse and keyboard was really the only I I think the only feasible way to play it with like any degree of or like to maximize your uh, effectiveness on the on the on the battlefield. I don't know if any of you else. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Playing on my Steam controller. I didn't experience that at all because I have a mouse pad for the right thumbstick. Perhaps oh. the Steam controller is the best way Superior. to play. Mm. <laughs> we found the optimal way to play AK Tolotl. I mean, I was about to say, like, I played this exclusively on the Steam Deck, just sitting on the couch, and like I thought it played fine. Like I thought the like the dodge rolling and like the shooting and and like the aiming though the, like the aim like the, did it not snap to those directions really hard for you i don't think so like i think i think and i was bouncing around between like a bunch of these different types of games too so i feel like i would have noticed like the the aiming being egregiously bad compared to the others but it felt it felt like on par with the other ones as far as i could tell uh, maybe maybe i don't know yeah, if there's sorry, some well i didn't encounter this like, issue it was uh, it was very intense for me. Like it, constantly, I was experiencing that feeling of, "Wow, there's an enemy right there. I wish I could shoot them." Let me just let me just stand still and delicately <laughs> try to like move the th- just in the right direction. And it just like it just snap uh, on top above him, below him, above him, below him. And I'm just like I can't actually shoot him. Oh, no. It just pissed me off. So all right, so uh, so a little bit a little bit of advocacy again for yikes. Tiny Rogues uh, because I'll shill as much as I can here. Uh, Tiny Rogues, to Andrew's point, has a method of re-rolling. Uh, your exit doors. Mm-hmm. If you have like exit doors, are like ah, I don't want either of these options. You have like different colored dice that you can roll through to be like, ah, I want to change the the uh, vendor results, or I want to change what the doors are. I want to change like the uh, the items that have dropped. That kind of a thing. Super cool idea. And to Will's point about aiming, Tiny Rogues has an auto aim lock on feature, which is pretty dope. So it's like oh, like I can play a twin stick shooter and not have to worry about being good at it and like mm. do pretty well. Like, For me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, you can, And it's like $4. You can like reroll items in the shop, but again, you have to unlock it. And um, I didn't unlock it for a while and it, it was seldom that useful. 
I, I felt like I got burned like almost every time I used uh, Axolotl. Uh, that's interesting about the controllers. So I, I, I used a PS5 controller and I had an issue wherein um, like I had to change some Steam settings to work properly. So I, I'm sure some combination of those variables, like which physical controller you were using, what settings in Steam were going on, regardless, obviously just snapping to those, you know, very yeah, there, there low is resolution degrees is uncalled for is that is not acceptable um but no the reason i switched to controller was just because like when you're planning a dodge roll which is super critical in in bullet hell when you're traversing bullet hell um if you're using wasd then you only have like eight possible dodge directions right so but if you have a joy it's a joy you, you 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 yeah it's a joy absolutely uh which i do have some nitpicky stuff about some of the some of the boss patterns yeah, i feel nice like you can kind of ooh, look at that wow that's incredible <laughs> is that for mech warrior yeah actually it is literally this this is like uh for mech warrior from like Incredible. 1995. We are seeing it's a, so old. Yes, a glorious vintage uh, Very plasticky. Um, so uh, yeah, good good golly, good golly. Uh, hey, I have uh, up at the top, Scott, you had some questions for the crew. I have a couple of questions as the person who um, I guess who feels kind of responsible for again, another <laughs> enjoyed and delightful <laughs> gaming experience for, for all involved. Um, I was... <laughs> I was curious. Um, did anyone notice that this this feature existed, and did anyone try it? And was anyone considering trying the Axa Little mode? There is a easy mode that exists for people who are not uh, as you know into the twitchiness. I considered it. I uh, chose not to because I didn't like that. If I had liked the rest of the game, I might have because I actually had I had trouble beating the first boss. I got to it like three or four times in a row and lost on like one hit point left. And I was like, I have to know what happens after the first level. Otherwise I feel like I can't be on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then I decided just to get good and beat it. Right. There you go. Well, I, I considered it. Well, that's, that's more than I did. I mean, as soon as I was changing a fucking axolotl's diaper, that was the game was dead to me. I like, honestly, like I, I did, I did like a few runs. I changed a fucking diaper and I'm like, holy shit. I'm going to just rely on you guys' expertise here. Cause this game did not hook me. I could, I didn't, I saw the axolotl option there and didn't look at it. I saw that I could probably, I, I might've been able to change my bindings. Didn't care. I'm just like, all right, guys. This this is uh this is uh this is it hurts too much. At my limits. So Andrew, to to your point about difficulty modes, the yes. difficulty modes is not something that we encounter very often in no. road type games specifically. But also, I feel like with twin stick shooter rogues, doubly so because it's like, oh, it's just the one difficulty, and like the death loop is necessary for you to progress the meta currency, which makes sense to some degree. Uh, another shill moment for Voidigo. Like I was playing through that and uh, I was playing on the rogue difficulty, the hardest one by default, because I'm a pro, of course. Pro uh, and, you know, I was doing all right. There's just like there's so much information to take in. And it's it's like it's the same style of game, but it's prevent it's presented very differently. And I was like, all right, uh, I'm kind of getting rolled here. Let's dial it back a little bit. Like, OK, now I'm starting to get my feet set. Um, but I kept losing to the um, to the uh, final boss a lot. I'm like, OK, let's turn this down to like. There's a different, like, explicit difficulty selector mode in it. I'm like, all right, let's set it to, like, super noob easy mode so that, like, I can beat that first boss and, like, be accomplished in the game to some degree. Um, and it felt like it was just, like, an absolute cakewalk uh, for, like, the whole game up until the final boss, which was still, like, comically difficult. But I'm like, okay, well, like, I beat it with, like, one heart remaining. So that's, that's okay. Like, maybe I know, like, the boss patterns now and stuff. Like, there wasn't that draw for me here. Because it was like, well, I've seen everything. Like, I know what this game has, what Axolotl has to offer now. Like, what's the point of me playing on an easier difficulty to, like, see the other bosses? I guess, Will, the one thing that you're missing, uh, or maybe Colin, too, if you didn't beat the first boss, is the uh, the forced meme at the end of every time that you kill a boss of, like, it's it's like, it was very out of place when I, when I killed the first boss, the crab. And then it's just, like, this weird, like like i don't know animation or screenshot that like drops in on the camera and you're like whoa what where did this come from and it's very clearly uh like a re-artistic styled version of you know the meme of like the little girl who's like looking over her shoulder mysteriously oh, at yeah, the camera yeah. the, the With, fire sort of in the background yeah, yeah. or like that was what yeah it's that but with presumably your player character axolotl uh right. which i was just like huh like what yeah where did this I, come from? I did beat the crab. 
Okay. And like you don't even light the crab on fire. Like the death animation is like the crab's knife or whatever flies up and like stakes it or whatever. I for one like those animations. I I remember like y'all remember the era of like having your friends over and being like, hey, let's not just play. We're not just gonna sit down and play this computer game. I want to sit down and show you the victory cinematic that happens after a certain level. Like I remember showing people, you know, the Starcraft. Oh yeah. My, I showed my, my, uh, my, my, uh, yeah. I, I showed a bunch of people like the Amerigo, Amerigos. What is that? The, the famous, I got your cold fusion right here. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zerg, <laughs> Zerg cinematic. So I, I kind of, it, it, it struck that same sort of chord. It, it sort of uh, felt like an ode to that. I, I kind of liked those animations, but I, I agree that the theming was bizarre and the first time it happens yeah it completely takes over the screen it's like whoa what's happening uh also uh interesting piece of uh, trivia you can die uh during that uh during that 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 was i was really pleased about that thanks game uh interesting well yeah i for one like that i for one uh sort of uh you know i found the axolotl rearing to be um endearing like i thought it was kind of cutesy and fun and the first time i dragged a diaper over to uh to obscure and and mop up the rainbow which was shooting out of the butt of the baby axolotl i was i thought that was i brought a a smirk to my face i'm like oh that's kind of cutesy um clearly didn't work for anyone else uh the the biggest issue i had with the axolotl care is that the the buttons seem like totally messed up like i i couldn't I couldn't quickly, I wanted to try to like optimize running around and like doing the pet motion or whatever mm-hmm. on all of them. And then doing the, and like, you can't, I had to keep, run away from little axolotls and run back and forth to get the prompt to show up. And it was just like, um, but anyway, uh, lots of issues for, for lots of, uh, and then I had a, another question here uh, for um, yikes. Oh yeah. Sorry. Real, real quick with regards to the difficulty. Uh, I think it's cool that it's like in there. And I think to answer your question, Scott, it's like, why would you want to keep playing it? Why would you want to, you know, thing down? I, the sprite work and everything and those animations and stuff, I think are appealing to a certain crowd, including me. And like just getting to sort of like see all that's perhaps a reason to, if you were not able to beat it on the normal difficulty, you might change it to the lower difficulty. But um, anyway, uh, but but the difficulty slider, like we're discussing a whole ton of heap of problems with this game. <laughs> and, it, and I don't think we've really mentioned at all, like the difficulty being a problem. Like it's great that they put that in, but yeah. it doesn't address any of the much more outstanding issues uh say uh will Hmm? a question for you if if uh, we need to uh, call on your expertise this is a a shooting game um what what do you make of uh what did you think of the main menu artwork uh which is depicting a, a battle screen it's very like duke nukem 3d um of like the axolotl is standing on top of a grassy knoll like shooting down at all the different woodland creatures. I don't recall this at all. That's that's what I remember. I'm apparently not able to copy it directly into the chat, so maybe this was a terrible idea. But rate rate their guns. Indeed. Uh, well, never mind. I can't think of it. But um, yeah, it's uh, basically the axolotl is firing a weapon that is I don't think in the game, as far as I know. <laughs> and it's like this weird like Sten machine gun or Sten submachine gun looking. Thing. Okay, I, I see it now. I'm looking at a picture. Angle. I just I wanted to get your take on the weaponry being displayed on this main manuscript. There's no sight on that gun. <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't even occurred to me. And and it's just like triggers. a round stock, and like yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. It looks like something like an AI would put together and call a gun at this point. Uh, and it, sure. Like oh yeah yeah. Um, uh, I opened up the menu and I remembered that music is good. The music of this this game is good. I want to give that uh, a point, but this uh, is bad. Sure. <laughs> it, it shreds there's during the during the the cat uh mech battle which is great outstanding love it uh there there are cat meows like with reverb on them like mixed in and oh, outstanding love it um but yeah my favorite part about the gun that the axolotl has is that uh it's an angled like magazine type situation it reminds me of a nerf yeah. gun that i yeah, bought for a young yeah. relative anyway pretty silly also crucially he has a grenade and this is something that i'd like to talk about very briefly uh, and maybe this is like a problem. The, the, the game is so far gone that we shouldn't even bother with this discussion. But like the fact that he's holding a grenade um, reminds me of something I was thinking about as I where it's like the gameplay loop, the gun, the core gunplay feels pretty good to me. But I feel like there's just 
it's not quite there that it's missing something and if there had been like a grenade (laughs) button which when i was doing my runs with the missile launcher i found that to be pretty satisfying like deciding yeah there was no no special weapon or or missile launcher excuse me yeah a cooldown special of like a grenade of some kind or some sort of additional extra move other than just like a a dash you know a dash or a dodge roll because like let's face it the 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 rooms are all pretty boring the like terrain and traps in the rooms are pretty boring um there's explosive barrels which aren't terribly exciting either um and uh or at one point you're first being interested in the game there's uh they're talking about how you got to raise these axolotls and some the chicken uses the line like pretty soon you'll have an army of axolotls and i must have mixed this game up with a different trailer the trailer with a different game because i could have sworn there was i'm like oh cool i'm gonna have like a mob of little axolotls like like around me also shooting guns at some point i thought oh maybe you're gonna literally build an army and that'll be part of it like similar to like how you know you know a a shmups game you have your spaceship Mm -hmm. and there's you know little attachments that that go on i thought the same i I had the same feeling i also thought it all right well (laughs) here we go and maybe that was something they had planned as a future future stretch a super stretch goal um so i don't know anyway your thought your guys's thoughts on like you think uh yeah i mean is this game too simple like the core gameplay, like what what could have been improved and would that have saved it? You know. Oh, I was thinking about this just before we hit the record button. Um, instead of like like the the baby nursery thing, if you were like training your axolotls to be like a guerrilla warfare fighting army, like that would have been a I think like maybe tying into the aesthetic a little more. Uh, and then also distancing itself away from Cult of the Lamb. Uh like that kind of management simulation uh in a more unique fashion and then like yeah i don't know give it some like there's some there's some kind of like plot subtext here about like something going on in the animal kingdom and like some kind of i don't know banana republic situation going on and like like lean into that more and i feel like if you if you use the axolotls as more of like not a child army uh but you know like let's say uh (laughs) child soldiers let's do it you heard it here freedom folks. fighters uh you know leaning that aesthetic more it might be more interesting but uh but yeah i think that that would be like my one yeah no i think for for me it's it's a stronger narrative like give me a reason to want to play like a lot of like a lot of the the actual gameplay it did need improvement but like there's there's got to be that glue to the game and so I, that just means totally revamping the story and making it something that's more uh, it's something better than maybe Brotato, um, something a little bit uh, that doesn't have to be doesn't have to be overt either. It can be something subtle like in Slay the Spire because I always have to reference Slay the Spire in every single podcast. <laughs> but like, just give me something. Um, and uh, and along with what you're saying, though, Andrew, like um, in, in in Cult of the Lamb and lo- these other games um, that have similar sort of mechanics. Yeah, that's special. Like there was like the magic function or whatever, where you're like in this game, I can imagine like simple things like, um, oh, yeah, you you get to like you hit a button, you're special and you reflect bullets for a moment or you're able to like just jump to the other side of the map and like do a warp over here or like it's a temper it's a 360 spin thing it's a a, you know whatever like there's a lot there's so many little mechanics that you could have added that like would have made it special and more synergistic with certain weapons and so just another layer of synergy because really the way the synergy works is like oh you have one thing no possibility for synergy two things you can start to have a little bit as soon as you have three things then you can have like then all three things can be working together in a unique way. It just adds so many more flavors for the the combat uh, and the gameplay. And so um, I think you're absolutely right with that. And so, yeah, narrative and some kind of special. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of other things to work on here, but uh, and I don't think a twin stick shooter is really ever really, really going to do it for me. But I mean, Binding of, Binding of Isaac was good, but like, you know, but these are things that would help. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I think you covered most of the things. Um, I, I think I think it was just, yeah, you just need to have a... a all, all of the things need another coat of polish, <laughs> another pass. Um, now let's just take the and, money and, and run and with it. And specifically, I think um, I think that <laughs> those the, Doritos and uh, yeah. If I had Mexico. to do one specific criticism or a specific critique, Cayman Islands maybe <laughs> the starting guns need to be more different. Yeah, the, the starting special guns all feel very similar to each other and to your main gun, your the base gun that has unlimited ammo. So. Like there were plenty of times where I'm going into a new room and like, oh, I could choose this thing. I could get a different gun and be like, I don't really care. I don't need like all these other guys. I like, it doesn't matter what gun you gave me. I wouldn't care. None of them bring me joy. So just do that. And then like add more guns in later or whatnot. But you have to have at least a little variety at the start so that 
you get the hook. It's just like it's Halls of Torment, like had that done really well. I think they introduced characters at the right frequency and they just like each one of them had like a, an actual unique and interesting sort of like mechanic to it. Like one's a very shield focused one, one had magic and one had like, you know, three arrows firing in a, a cone and like they all had very special things. And each one of these things, because it was so unique, led well to the synergies that were generated with the other items. And so that was one another thing. If you want more spice towards these synergies, just make the, the starter guns more unique what do we want to jump into uh into rankings we're kind of uh yeah kind of yeah, giving some final thoughts here uh i think maybe i'll i'll dunk first because i think i'm rating this game the lowest uh this game's gonna roll in just behind low magic age and just ahead of hackslash for me um i think like the pros for this game are that it's like it it, it didn't crash <laughs> uh like for me, it felt like the gameplay was like actually like fairly fluid. You know, it, there weren't like any game breaking bugs or anything. Um, so like from a programming infrastructure perspective, like yeah, it played it played fine. But I think that's kind of what you expect from every game. Hopefully, uh, the thing that just like and and the art style, like the art style is you know again not everyone's jam, but I think for what they were setting out to do, I think they accomplished it. And pat on the back. Um, the thing that like really makes me ain't well not angry because it's a video game podcast let's be real uh the thing that makes me disappointed about this game is like wasted potential and it feels like this game for like 18 bucks 1.0 feels like hey don't buy this game because <laughs> like they they had it they had an interesting idea but it's like again coming back to Voidigo, like there's an axe a lotl and that's the extent of the joke and this is like hey what if that was like the whole game and i don't think that that really has enough legs to kind of carry it. Um, if this game was like half, like the solution here, I think slash the price in half, put this game out on earth, like change it to early access and like long-term support it. I think there could be something here, but looking at the other games that I've rated on here, I don't think it would be better than maybe Brotato on my list. <laughs> Generously speaking, like Cult of the Lamb is just ahead of Brotato on my list. And Darkest Dungeon 2 is just ahead of that. So maybe it would be in good company, but I don't I don't see it getting any higher than that from like a theoretical maximum. So for me, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna rate in as my 31 out of 35 games that we played. Um yep, it it was a game. Uh I'll get it out of the way here. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh yeah, three out of ten. It's um it's uh, that puts <laughs> it at rank um 30 out of uh the 35, I think. Um I like I said I just the, the diaper thing hit me real soon and real real quick and um I just the twin stick shooters uh, I need that narrative I've already said it I, I've already said all the criticisms I have I, yeah. it's it's a game we played it uh four out of ten uh ranked twenty nine out of thirty five that's all I have to say about it mm-hmm. Andrew bring us home with some positivity here some positivity uh well <laughs> let's see um. Axolotls have been like popping up in my feed like more and more. I feel like there's kind of a they've they've become more present in the zeitgeist in the last like few years. They're in Minecraft now, right? That's that's I, I made a to them in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, that was they are uh sort of u- very unique creatures I, I referenced earlier. And I feel like you know, they they this game unfortunately doesn't bring much uniqueness to the table. Uh, it doesn't really play on. Uh, it doesn't doesn't take that axolotl inspiration and do anything <laughs> interesting um, with it. Unfortunately, because apparently I forget the exact term, but uh, apparently axolotls they come to maturity without actually going through a proper like amphibian metamorphosis and like come out of the larval stage like. Uh, you know, a frog is like a tadpole and then some weird, like horrible in between. And then like eventually makes it to a frog. But like <laughs> the, like the neo- axolotl like doesn't properly turn into a salamander, neo- which is like sort of what it's it, it is mm-hmm. related to or whatever. And in fact, there is sort of uh, there is half, half the Internet, including myself, up until recently seems to think that like if left unchecked, an axolotl will just naturally evolve into a salamander and you have to like keep an eye keep tabs on them make sure they don't do that <laughs> anyway so this is to say like i i wish that this game did something more interesting again axolotl very unique could have been a unique interesting game but and and uh, the the kickstarter campaign gives us an idea um but i mean there is a certain 
charm to this game, I think, and perhaps on a very severe Steam sale. Uh, this could be potentially a recommendation I might make to someone, but in its current state, it's tough to say that. Um, the positivity, I guess, is that uh, I am rating it significantly higher than my fellows here. Um, originally, the big sort of debate in my mind was, so, so here's, it's like, the, the base, go if you, if you like white boxed both games and just like gave me a room with some stuff to shoot at, um, like I think the gunplay in Axolotl is more fun for me than Binding of Isaac. But obviously, I'm not going to say that it's better <laughs> than Binding of Isaac. That's ludicrous. <laughs> ludicrous. Um, so, I mean, it's it's below Binding of Isaac. And then I was I was having not, not, the more that we've talked, I think I'm going to have to change my rating. So I had it at number six right above one way hero one directional hero one way hero one way heroics there we go um but i think yeah one way heroics is, is fundamentally a better game and understands game design better um so i'm gonna drop it down to my number seven which i think it makes it right above eldritch perhaps um i'd have to double check but uh anyway there you there you have it uh yeah you know cute fun to shoot guns and things like that uh perhaps you know, I, I want to have faith, uh, give give the devs the benefit of the doubt, perhaps at the end of that roadmap, a better package. Well, to round us out with some uh, other game recommendations, uh -huh. uh, if if you're tuning into this episode, you're like, yeah, you know, like, oh, I, I meant to mention as part of my review, uh, the game lacks a lot of content. There we go. Okay, oh. Got that in there. Uh, oh, similar good. games, similar games. Uh, we talked uh, Enter the Gungeon, obviously. Binding of Isaac, obviously. Uh, see our previous episode, Pineapple Smash Crew, for something that's maybe a little, uh, well, you know, solo dev effort. But uh, we I like Cult Pineapple of... Smash Crew. Yeah, I thought Pineapple Smash Crew had a oh, dope yes. soundtrack. Um, Cult of the Lamb, uh, very similar in its kind of babysitter mechanics. Uh, stay tuned to episodes. Uh, I, I harped uh very positively for Voidigo and Tiny Roads, uh, which I think you could probably get both for the price of this game. Um, a game that no one has ever heard of, but I'll I'll mention anyway, called Null Vector. It's like an 80s, it has like this 80s arcade game aesthetic, and it's very similarly kind of designed to this game where it's like a twin stick shooter, but like more interesting game design concept. Um we have our for sure stay tuned and a half uh, Star of Providence game. At some point, I'll, I'll convince everyone to play and love, formerly titled Monolith. Uh, Nuclear Throne, I think, Andrew, you played that uh, before. I think, Andrew, you've also played Synthetic with a K. Uh, Atomic Crops, I think, has similar kind of ideas to this game, but oh. um, but maybe maybe better execute. And then, of course, Hades, in terms of door, door selection uh, reward stuff, the best-in-class example of... Um, yeah, all sorts of all sorts of fun stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, real quick, if you would, or if you want to, uh, email in your angry thoughts about why axolotls are in fact the best reptile, you can send those angry emails into grogpodzone at gmail.com. Uh, Wait, it's can... a reptile? I thought it was a amphibian. Wow, they, get are, biology. Are they not the same thing? Are reptiles not amphibians? What are you oh, fucking no, kidding me right not... now? Whoa. <laughs> oh no. Well, time to hit I just get kicked boys. off my own podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Are you serious? Okay. We're on Mastodon at Grogpod uh, and our website where you can find all of our details about what defines the amphibian kingdom, uh, grogpod.zone. Uh, we're we're real close. We're real close to the end of, of this season of episode. Uh, and our next one to kind of anchor out uh, this season before we get to a roguelike playoff where we talk about all of our top games of the year in an elimination style tournament bracket uh our last game that we're going to cover is drumroll please dead cells oh will's I know this favorite game. What is this? platformer genre oh no <laughs> which i specifically picked because i was like you know what i know will dead is not the biggest cells. fan of platformers but if there's one game if there's one game that will like at least give the genre a good name. Terraria is that game. <laughs> well, well, this is like if Terraria, but like blood everywhere. So <laughs> okay, uh, it's basically the same thing. So 
Uh, Dead Cells is our next episode. Um, and in the meantime, to play us out from this one, I normally have a Google Doc note that says uh, something related to the game, but I'll find some music. Uh, music related to the <laughs> Reptile Kingdom. And, and, you know, this is probably about the level of content that you would expect from a game film model. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, we'll play out music. Play out music. Isn't it lovely? Excellent.